Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton. Uh, a very special episode of Atlanta Business Radio. These are the ATDC radio segments. Stone got... A, a nice crowd to kick this thing off. Hey, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking to startups, but before we get going, we're going to first check in with Ben Andrews. Ben, what do you do here at ATDC? Talk to us about mission, purpose, all of that. So I'm the community engagement coordinator at ATDC, and first off, I want to uh, thank you both for being here. Uh, part of my role is that I work with a lot of our partners and external sponsors and things like that, and we're really excited about this relationship with Business Radio X. So we are the state's technology startup incubator. So we are funded by the state of Georgia, and our purpose is to help startups launch, scale, grow, and succeed. So we work with very early stage companies under a million dollars in revenue to try to help them figure out what their business model is, uh, grow their business, and scale up. And the goal, really, and why we are funded by the state is to create scalable companies that are going to create jobs in Georgia. Now, how long has ATDC been around? We were actually founded in 1980. We are one of, if not the longest running incubator at a university in the country. Um, so we've founded 1980, but the program has really evolved over time. And over the last few years, it's really picked up and really changed to something we're excited about. 1980. I, I think I was playing second base for Slick and Ellie's Pizza in 1980, <laughs> man. Yeah, they've been doing it before. <laughs> before it was cool. Um, that was one of the longest running in the country, right, of incubators? That's yeah. correct. Now, um, what does ATDC stand for? We are the Advanced Technology Development Center. So are, are the only are startups only technology? Yeah, we focus on technology startups. Now, that does not mean a lot of people in today's age hear technology and immediately think like software, um, but we focus on any type of new technology. So what are some examples of new technology now that maybe wasn't around in the 80s? Uh, well, obviously, there's a lot of software and things now that are, were not around in the 80s. Um, there's a lot of things that um, are disruptive technologies, uh, new products that might be changing in industry. Um, as you'll hear from some of our companies as we continue to do this, you get uh, there's a lot of industries that are ripe for disruption that have um, been doing the things the same way forever. And then somebody comes in using new technology to create a new tool and make it more efficient. We also have companies that might creating new physical products, um, a lot of software as a service type business. There's a lot of medical device companies that come through here. Um, so it's really a lot of different things. And then it's not industry specific. It's just technology specific. It's just technology specific. We do see a lot of the same types of industries. There's certain things that Atlanta has competitive advantages in um, logistics, supply chain, fintech, uh, health tech, retail tech. So there are certain things you see more of. Um, part of that is because of the types of entrepreneurs we have here and also the mentor pool and things like that. So now, is ATDC part of Georgia Tech? You mentioned it was statewide, but is it an actual part of Georgia Tech? We are part of Georgia Tech, so we are all um, staff of Georgia Tech. But our mission is statewide, so while the hub of what we do is located here in Tech Square at Georgia Tech's campus, we actually work statewide. We'll work with any entrepreneurs in the state. Uh, about 10% of our um, Accelerate companies, which we'll talk about later, are statewide, and uh, we have one signature company in Macon. We have three communities in Georgia that have gotten a large enough startup ecosystem that we have a part-time person located there, and that's Savannah, Athens, and Augusta. But the rest of the state we do um, try to support remotely through either online offerings or having coaches go down there and host office hours doing lunch and learns, things like that. 
Now, what are these satellite offices? What What's at a satellite office? So we do have a part-time coach, and there's three that I said. And uh, what we try to do is we try to find a local incubator or a local uh, working space, typically a nonprofit um, or possibly a university that we partner with. So uh, to not increase the overhead, we just have a person there who works in their space, works with their companies. We're not creating startup ecosystems there so much as we are helping the startup companies that are in the existing ecosystems and it's boosting those ecosystems. So you're supporting the existing? Yes. And then um, for here at ATDC, how long have you been with them as community engagement coordinator? Uh, just over a year. LinkedIn told me it was a year about a week ago. <laughs> so now for you personally, how has this uh, this being part of ATDC impacted you and your career? It's been a lot of fun. So most of my career before this was in the public sector. I spent about six years in economic development in rural Georgia and was a community and economic development director for a town down there. And um, I went to Georgia Tech for my undergrad and I always planned on coming back to Atlanta. So when I got back to Atlanta, I was looking for another job where I felt like I was giving back, doing good. And ATDC has been that, but it's also been a lot of fun. There's a lot of cool startups here. There's something new every day. You get to meet a lot of interesting entrepreneurs here, a lot of cool ideas. It's just a really interesting and awesome place to work. And Waffle House Coffee. Did you, did you, when we came in to set up this morning, we're setting up because we're broadcasting mm -hmm. kind of temporary once a month for a couple of months. We have designs on being here permanently, maybe going into next year. But when Lee and I got here, the first thing I saw, Aubrey already had all the coffee set up and it's, uh, it's provided by Waffle House, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, Frank who's in here with us was actually instrumental in getting that done, but you know, go Waffle Frank. House. Waffle House, those are tech grads, and they uh, yeah. sponsor our coffee and provide us coffee. And we have a lot of people in the building, so coffee was getting expensive for us. And we're a nonprofit that's state-funded, so we were really excited to have them come in and help us with that. And um, as far as I know, we are the only place that you can get Waffle House coffee outside of a Waffle House. All right, let's talk to this guy that was able to wang-dangle the Waffle House deal. Please introduce him, if you will. So Frank Ty is our lead entrepreneur in residence, so he runs our signature program here. Um, which is kind of like our furthest along companies. Uh, and Frank is a seasoned entrepreneur who has joined us, and he's been here longer than I have. Uh, and I'm going to let Frank uh, talk a little bit about that program. Well, welcome to the show, man. We're delighted to have you. Oh, thank you very much. It's uh, really an amazing place to work and with an incredible ecosystem of companies. Um, our goal, as Ben was saying, is we're trying to get these companies to their first million dollars in recurring revenue. And so... <laughs> It might be one thing to have a company that has a product and you sell a few million dollars worth, but what happens if that product goes away? We want to build sustainable business that create jobs in Georgia. So these signature companies that Ben talked about, we have 40 of them currently in the incubator. Wow. And all of them have a team. They're doing it full time. They have a product and they have revenue and they're scaling. Generally, they've raised their first seed round of capital from usually from um, angel investors who are high net worth individuals who invest in startups and they're looking to raise their series a round of capital, which means that they're looking to venture capitalists for the first time. And we're helping them understand that process, understand the language of venture, how to raise that money. And then we make personal introductions for them to these various funds. So we basically have relationships with all the funds. We know how much capital they have to invest. We know where they've invested and who they've invested in. So when we make these introductions, the, the venture capitalists trust us to bring them the right startups, and then we can help advise the startups on how to raise this money. Now, walk me through the process of, of companies in here, a signature company. So they were already doing stuff 
before or they had they started here like what's their kind of life cycle and and when they get to you then how does that change to become a signature company at atdc it's sort of the highest bar so at the base of atdc we ba- if you think of it like a pyramid or at the base we call educate level we're open to all entrepreneurs in the state so if you're a citizen of georgia and you live in georgia and you're thinking about having a startup you can come here and you can take classes as part of our education mission. We teach classes on customer discovery. Before you go out and build a startup and spend money, you really should go check with the customers first to find out whether this is a great idea. Right. And so we have them go through these courses that we teach on customer discovery and financial literacy. How do you build a financial plan? How do you make money? Many people will come to us with an idea and almost every time it almost doesn't matter what the idea is. We want to know how can you turn this into a business? Because lots of people have ideas, but executing and becoming a company that generates revenue and profitability is really difficult. And so at the base of our of the incubator, we call Educate. We have about 600 of those individual right. entrepreneurs. So there's who are lots coming of here. them. Wow. Tons. And, and lots of those go on all the way to the top and become signature companies. Just up from that, we have another level. It's the first company level, and we call those... Um, accelerate companies and those are they they have a product and they we call it mvp and this um size company normally is one or two co-founders and maybe they've raised a little friends and family money but we believe the staff here believes that it's disruptive technology that it can grow and scale and become something important so they're super early stage and then we have 150 of those businesses and then the top of the pyramid that we call signature, those are the, they have a team, they're doing it full time, they have revenue and they're scaling. And we're trying to get them to their first million in recurring revenue. And that's our graduation requirement. So now for a signature company, does it have to be like kind of a company that's going to be a home run or can it be something that's OK, this can sustain five million dollars a year? Is that something that would make it to signature or does it have to be something that turns into a billion dollar company. We're looking for companies that will create jobs and grow into the future. And so it's not that we're creating unicorns, these billion dollar companies, because honestly, Atlanta doesn't have tons and tons of those. A lot of our companies are going to be acquired in the future, um, not necessarily go public. And so we're looking for, we create a lot of 50, $100 million companies here. So now a company makes it to signature level. So how does ATDC help them? Are you meeting with them on a regular rhythm? Like how involved are you in their growth? One of the best things about ATDC is we're actionable. And our goal is to actually do things for them that matter. So we have three anchor programs that we call them. If you think about it pretty simply, we help them get funding. We help them get employees and we help them get customers. So we have three anchor programs that we call the Connect: Investor Connect, Campus Connect, and Industry Connect. So as I told you earlier, we connect them with investors, with venture capitalists and high net worth individuals, angel investors, to raise the money. We also have a program. We have a person on staff full-time, and she has relationships with all of the departments at Georgia Tech and has a database of all the students who want internships, all the software developers who are graduating that want to write code. Mm -hmm. And so it's an incredible pipeline for our companies. We do all the career fairs and we connect the Georgia Tech students, the graduates and the interns to companies here at ATDC that need developers and that need employees. 
And then our other um, major anchor program is to get customers for these companies. And we call this Industry Connect. And if you can imagine, every company in the world wants to come to Georgia Tech to find out what's here. So every week we're bringing in Fortune 1000s who want to meet startups and want to uh, partner with them to find out what's happening in technology. And so we generate millions of dollars in pilots between these large companies and startups at ATDC. So now walk me through that part of it. A company comes in here, they're just walking the halls, or you've kind of curated a list of startups that might be appropriate for them? So Normally what happens is that a, a, a large company will reach out to us and they'll want to come to Georgia Tech. And so we'll meet with them in advance. We'll find out what their goals are and what they're looking for, and then we'll curate pitch meetings for them with the startups. So like if they're in um, financial technology, they'll say, hey, we're looking at this space. Do you have any startups that are in this area? That's exactly right. We have a vertical um, focused around fintech because Atlanta is the capital of fintech for the world. And we have a fintech director and we have many companies in the fintech space. So if if WorldPay NCR is coming, we can uh, curate meetings with them around startups in, in the payment space. Now, when you're working with them at the signature level, uh, how baked is their idea? Is it pretty baked, or would it be something like, hey, WorldPay's coming and they have a need for this. Does anybody want to pivot towards this? Like, Generally, at the signature level, these are companies that have proven their product and their model, and they're, they're scaling very quickly. Mm-hmm. So they're raising their Series A round of capital from their first venture round. Generally, that's between 3 and $5 million. We've had some recently, uh, Greenlight just raised $19 million uh, and graduated last May. Um, and so um, the signature companies really are working on uh, scaling, you know, lead generation, conversion and fulfillment, and taking it to the next level. And then you mentioned an entrepreneur in residence program. Yeah, so I um, am an entrepreneur. I sold my company to a public company and exited and joined ATDC in order to help coach uh, and give back and to to help entrepreneurs um, learn from someone who's been there. So I have a team of five other EIRs, we call them, and they're all founders, all have raised money, and all have successfully exited their businesses. Mm -hmm. Recently, we just had John Olson join us as an EIR. He built Encompass RX and sold it to CVS for a huge number. Um, and so a person like that who has sold to a, to a large corporation, who's raised a lot of money, has been through every step of the process, really can help these founders. So we kind of say that these founders have to be the expert, right? Sometimes they're a first-time CEO. And if they have any insecurity at all, they can't radiate that to anyone. They can't tell their employees. Right. Yeah. They might quit. They can't tell their board. They might get fired. <laughs> they can't tell their husband or their wife. They don't want to hear it. <laughs> Where do you go to close the door and talk to someone about what it's like and what their fears are and what their worries are and really, frankly, what advice they might need? We So the founders on our team, um, uh, we have Shannon Denton. He was the CEO of Razorfish, the largest digital advertising agency in the world. We have Mike Sangbush, who uh, was one of the founders of uh, Bright Whistle that sold to Influence Health. Um, these guys and this team, Scott Ryan, is, is in the storage space and sold to EMC. These guys have all been there from day one, raised the money and exited. It's really invaluable for a founder to be able to talk to another founder rather than someone who's read about it in a book. Right. So now, what are your biggest needs? What do you need more of? Well, essentially, um, 
I'm not really sure what what you mean by that. Do you need more signature companies? Do you need more oh, entrepreneurs and residents? Do you need more companies to partner with? I think what's happening now is ATDC is really working very well, and we're attracting companies every single day. And we're one of the things is we're out of space because we're full and we have a <laughs> wow. waiting list. We are on the second floor of ATDC. I think we have is it. 40-something thousand square feet. And upstairs now, we've grown to the third floor. And if we had more space, that would be really wonderful. Um, but other than that, it, we just keep getting more and more and more companies coming every day. I will say this is, you know, this economy is pretty amazing. And it's this rising tide is floating all boats. We work very well in this ecosystem with others like Atlanta Tech Village. Um, we're there usually monthly at their events. And, and all of us, rather than seeing this as competition, we all work together. We're taking our companies, um, part of that um, Investor Connect program, we do roadshows. We want to bring investors to Atlanta, and we want to bring more capital into Georgia. And we're now taking our companies on roadshows three times a year to Boston, uh, to New York, and, uh, and Silicon Valley. And so we have an upcoming roadshow going to, to New York, and it's open to any startup in Georgia that wants to apply, sponsored by Morris Manning and Martin and Silicon Valley Bank in the uh, Chamber of Commerce. And we get together and with our partners, and we select which companies to take on the roadshow. And they don't have to be ATDC companies. In fact, it becomes a great pipeline for us for these companies to come into ATDC after these roadshows. So we're all about economic development in Georgia, creating more jobs in Georgia, and bringing more dollars to Georgia. And sort of in partnership with Venture Atlanta, now more and more investors are coming here. And because of our roadshows, we have more investors from Silicon Valley, New York, and Boston that are investing in Atlanta companies that never did in the past. And so it's been pretty incredible. And the uh, applications for that next roadshow are due October 12th for anybody who's listening and <laughs> wants right. to be part of it and is interested in going. Well, I mean, you could just you could just hear it in your voice. You obviously find this incredibly rewarding work, don't you? Yeah, this is a um, part-time thing for myself and my EIRs. Um, we're here for 20 hours a week. And, you know, it sounds a little self-serving when you say giving back, but it's so much fun to now that I've exited and sold my company, I'm not going to take another full-time job. I might do another startup. I'm doing investing. I'm serving on boards, but I'm in this stage in my life where I want to have fun. And this is incredible for our EIRs. You say, well, they, you can't invest as, you know, being a part-time employee in the state, you can't invest in the companies here while you're here. Why would you do it? Well, honestly, they see deal flow. They're connected to investors. When you're running your company, you have your heads down. Yeah. And you're not, you don't meet people. You don't do anything except for ex execute on your company. And now I've met every venture and angel investor in the Southeast. I've connected with, with all of the resources of Atlanta and the people in Atlanta. And it's been so much fun, more rewarding for me than anything that I've ever done. And we, I think my team will say the same. We love it. It is such a cool place to be. And we're creating real value and real jobs in Georgia. It's incredible to see how many startups we have. So we have almost 200 companies now, as I mentioned, at these various stages. Um, earlier, we talked about these levels, and it's a little misleading. So you don't come in and educate and move up to Signature. We might find a company in Alpharetta or out in, in Augusta or Savannah that could be a signature company now. That's ready now. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so you can come into the incubator at any level. Essentially, what we're doing is we want to be super connectors. I feel like our team um, 
it, they're all really experienced. Everyone here on the staff and all the EIRs have all worked in startups. So we didn't read about this in a book. And so yeah. if you come here, you're getting actionable advice and counseling. And another thing that we're doing is we're not really telling them what to do. It's more experience sharing. So you really wouldn't say to another CEO, hey, I think you should do this with your, with your next round. What you're really saying is, well, I had that problem with my co-founder when I was raising money, mm-hmm. and here's what I, what I did. You may consider that. And so we really try to connect them to investors, connect them into our network, and listen to what they need and try to give them what they need by making these connections and, and giving them the best um, experience share that we can. Can you talk about the Atlanta startup ecosystem? How do you think it compares to other markets? It's really incredible. You know, I sold my company to a company in Mountain View, California, in Silicon Valley, and everybody knows, you know, that's sort of the mecca. But what's what's happening now is in other cities, other major markets, these startup ecosystems are growing very well. And so really in Atlanta, when you look around at the co-working spaces and the places like Atlanta Tech Village and ATDC and now Venture Atlanta drawing capital in, this is really an incredible ecosystem where entrepreneurs all can come, can get advice and can help help themselves scale. When we built our company, I had a medical device business and we were... um, raising money privately from um, high net worth individuals at, at the angel stage when we first started. And we didn't have any of these resources. I actually didn't know that uh, Georgia Tech existed as far as the startup ecosystem. I just thought of it as a university. I didn't know ATDC was here. Mm-hmm. And so if I think about what I could have done right. in the jump start that I would have had and that we're giving other entrepreneurs, it's amazing what this community is like and what and, and what Atlanta is like now for startups. There is one thing that worries me a little. You know, people think of startups, oh, it's sexy and, wow, this is cool and I'm going to do this. It's really hard work. These are 10-year <laughs> yeah. these are 10-year runs. Right. You're not year going overnight to, successes. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and if you take outside money, you're saying at that moment that you take that money that you're exiting. You just don't know when. So these aren't lifestyle businesses that you're building. If you're taking external money from an inve- a venture fund is a 10-year run, and they have about five years of investing, and then they're harvesting and exiting. And so th- when, a, when a venture capitalist gives you money, he's expecting a return and an exit. And so that's something that some people, I, I think, don't really appreciate or understand, right. that this is you're building these businesses to sell. You're building this for an exit. You sort of begin with the end in mind. Right. right. And there's nothing wrong with building a beautiful lifestyle business with nice recurring revenue. I have lots of friends who have those businesses, family businesses that they pass along to their kids. This is not what we're doing here. We're building companies that exit. Now, when you're working with uh, companies that are outside of Atlanta, how does that work? Are you doing that all remotely? So as Ben said, we're working with these other ecosystems like in Savannah and Augusta and Athens, and we'll hire um, an experienced entrepreneur in that city to help us run programming. And so we'll bring our educational programs there, the customer discovery classes, um, teaching them how to build financial models, and we'll host events at these co-working spaces. And we have someone there to coach the individual companies. So we have signature companies in Savannah. We have Accelerate companies in the other in the other uh, markets, and we're partnering with cities around the state in order to 
to grow everywhere because we're not the Atlanta Technology Development Center, right. right? We're the Advanced Technology Development Center, and we're open to all entrepreneurs in the state of Georgia. It is really a unique thing. I think if you look at Georgia and how progressive we are with the way in which we have the Georgia Research Alliance, which was created to fund all research and get intellectual property out of universities and make it into real products. So they'll give grant funding to any, if you bring IP from any university in Georgia, you can get grant funding from the GRA, the Georgia Research Alliance, and help get started with your early stage funding. Um, that kind of thing partnered with ATDC, and this whole ecosystem has really helped us rise, as other cities have not. Now, you mentioned that when in your company you weren't aware of ATDC. So for companies out there that may be just kind of battling on their own, can you explain to them why they might want to consider coming into ATDC? Yeah, so first of all, um, ATDC.org is our website, and you can connect with us there. And we'd love to meet with you and talk with you and have you come and visit for a tour if you'd like. But um, the thing about it, I think because we're – I don't know if we're a university base and we're not the greatest at PR. I'm not sure. But the word in the past hadn't gotten out like it does now. Now we have an incredible team of PR people and we're on Twitter and, and we're out there really promoting. And more than ever, we're going to events and we're sort of flooding the zone. And I think awareness now of ATDC is higher than it's ever been. And so but, I think but if you're a company out there, like what's a reason like you think you might think that you don't need to be part of the signature program. But to me, it seems like a no harm, no foul situation yeah, to one of the, just become part of it if you're one, already right there's all these resources why wouldn't you take advantage of it yeah and especially there's something we haven't mentioned yet that i want to mention there there are pretty popular um uh, accelerators around the company one is called y combinator another one is called TechStars. you right. may have heard they're amazing and, and partners of ours we many of their companies come to us as well but all of those programs take equity and so in exchange for this coaching, they end up getting maybe 6% of the business mm -hmm. in exchange for this. ATDC is funded by the state and is here to help entrepreneurs in the state, and we do not take equity. I did it not is, know that. I assumed that you took equity. It is an unbelievable benefit for startups. So any uh, founder out there that wants to connect with ATDC, this isn't, there's no equity ask, which is really incredible. But Ben gets a little something off the top. <laughs> <That's right. No. laughs> the Ben Fund. And so the reason they would come here is I think the biggest benefit that we that we hear over and over again from our CEOs is this common sharing. They are trading board decks. They are talking to each other about their challenges and sharing best practices. If you want to come to an environment where other people are doing what you're doing. Right, and going the, through the same thing. The shared learning experience is just impossible to replicate. We sort of call this a high collision environment. You can't go to lunch without running into a, a VC or a startup CEO or an attorney that may help you. This ecosystem here in Tech Square is just incredible, incredible place to be. And then the signature program, they can apply online? So the way that it works with... Um, with say we'll start at educate any entrepreneur in the state can join by going to atdc.org and joining come to our events like entrepreneurs night and in all of our uh, educational classes if you want to get into the company level either accelerate or signature you have to meet with one of our catalysts which is one of our full-time staff members who's a startup expert or one of our entrepreneurs in residence and then we go through your pitch deck and talk to you and, and evaluate whether or not it would be a fit. Mm -hmm. There's sort of two levels. Right now, at Accelerate in the middle tier, one of the staff members has to agree to coach you. That's sort of the bar. 
if they'll take you in and believe mm-hmm. in this business and they have the bandwidth and they'll do it, we can bring you in and accelerate. At Signature, you have to have the support of two entrepreneurs and residents, and we'll meet with them. We'll go through their pitch deck and a little bit like a Shark Tank session. You know, you're asking them about their problem and their solution and how big the market is, what their team size is, what's their fundraising history. And if we believe that this is a business that has revenue that's scaling and that we can really help them, then we'll have them pitch to the entire staff at one of our staff meetings, and then we vote. And if it's unanimous, then, they, then they're then they in. And in is that on a regular rhythm, or is that once a year? Or um, essentially, the way that people apply for signatures, anytime they're ready. Whenever they're ready. If you get the support of two entrepreneurs and residents, then you can pitch to our staff. Right. Good stuff. Well, um, next up on the program, we've got Jenny Bass, and she's a catalyst, and she's a program manager with the Accelerate program. Welcome, Jenny. Right. Thank you very much for having you gotta me. you got to lean in there and kind of... Okay. Grab that mic and rock right. star it a little bit. Okay. Uh, you do have kind of a tough act to follow, though. I, 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 uh, Frank. I do. Go. Frank's always a tough act to follow. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So tell us about the Accelerate program. So the Accelerate program was instituted about three years ago, and um, it was instituted to give us something, some means to coach companies that had a lot of potential, but weren't quite, quite ready for the signature program yet. Right. And, um, so they were making progress. So they were making progress. Um, but we bring people in at the accelerate level when they have finished kind of the first version of their product Mm -hmm. and they're ready to start um, doing their pilots and launch it into the market. And commercializing it. Commercializing it. Um, it's before the signature level. Right. Um, we we try to get them in here when they're ready to put their product in the hands of their first customers. And, and uh, it may not be fully baked yet. may not be fully baked. It could baked. be like a version 1.0 or 2.0. It, it usually is the 1.0. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so what we do is we pair them with a catalyst or entrepreneur in residence and give them intense coaching to help them through that, to help them find those pilots, to help them turn those pilots into paying customers, to help them launch into the marketplace. And um, it's after the product is already built. So you know, if you're still doing research on how you're building your product, you're not ready. Right. Um, but once you're ready to start taking it into a market, that's when we bring the companies in to accelerate. And it is um, it is an invitation-only program. And it is at the invitation of a catalyst or EIR who is willing to take on that company. You're vouching for them. You're vouching for them. You're you're saying that I am willing to work with them over mm-hmm. the next several months. And um, I'm willing to help them launch this into the marketplace, get their first paying customers, get them to their first few hundred thousand dollars in revenue, um, and help them um, figure out that business model, help them figure out their pricing model, help them figure out, um, um, how many they're going to build at one time, how many, uh, um, and, and exactly what type of customers they're going to go after first. Now, Frank mentioned that, uh, at the signature level, they're helping with, uh, cap like venture capital connections, uh, industry connections in terms of selling. And then when was it? Th- there was a third the one. Customers. And the customers. So you're helping on 
not the investor level, but everything else? We're helping them get ready to raise money, but the, but the kind of money they're raising when they're in the Accelerate program is the hundreds of thousands versus when they're at the signature level, Which they're raising million. millions. So we're helping them get their friends and family round closed, get their f- very first So you are angel. educating about that type of investment, and then also yes. you're helping them with customers as well. Yes, and helping them manage those first pilots mm-hmm. and turn those first pilots into paying customers. Into, and because, repeat customers. And, and repeat mm-hmm. customers. And um, helping them figure out um, what is it that we need to do to push those um, people that are trying this out for the first time into becoming paying customers. So now, um, are there mistakes you see companies making? So, because you're taking them from the idea stage, now they're ready to take that next step. So, one of the difficult things that we see is that um, we see people come in who are experts in whatever they're doing, and they've developed a product, and they get ready to 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 take it to market, and they just assume that you know, if you build it, they will come. And that is, <laughs> you know, you have to be very, you have to be very deliberate about the market that you're going after and really understand the market, what problem you're solving in that market. And, um, sometimes there is not the appreciation for that, that we see. So they think that they're smarter than the customer? No, it's not that they think that they're smarter than the customer. It's just that they think they assume that the customer will automatically know how much value their product will have and will be able to just deduce that it will it will help them and and it will solve this problem. And they don't have an appreciation for um you know, figuring out the structure of an organization that they're selling into. Um, what it's going to take to sell into the, that organization, the sales cycle, um, those kinds of things. So now how do you help them work through that? So we help them work through that by um, really talking through what is the sales cycle. You know, if it's, you know, we have, I, I've seen entrepreneurs come through here and there's and they're saying, I've been at this two months and they haven't <laughs> bought yet. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, and I have to tell them a lot of sales cycles are six to 18 months. You know, this takes time right. and it takes talking to the right people. And um, you have to go through those organizations. And so we spend a lot of time educating those people on um how do you figure out your sales model? How, what is the cost of acquiring a customer? Um, and how do you plan to do that? How do you plan to, how do you plan to hire your sales team? How do you plan to structure your sales team according to that? And then you're helping them with the, the math of this too, right? Right, exactly. And, and, and that affects then their financial model and then, also, which is something else that we work a lot with in, in the Accelerate program is their financial model. And then how much they need to raise when they're raising money. And um, ATDC is blessed with a lot of expertise in this area. So we have a lot of classes around um, hiring salespeople, building a sales organization, um, 
figuring out what that process is, figuring out what that sales engine is. How many people do you have to call before you get a lead? How many people do you have to call before you get a qualified lead? Um, how many conversations do you have? How many demos do you have to do? Those kinds of things. Now, is there typically one coach per company? or is there It a- is. So when you come into the Accelerate program, a coach brings you in as part of their portfolio. And they are agreeing to work with you. It's like the voice. It is. <laughs> they're, they're almost. You guys have, you compete for people? Or like, we do compete oh, for people. Oh, that's hilarious. That's and great. we consider it, um, among the coaches, we consider it a, a win when our accelerates make it to signature. Ah, nice. Now, do you let go at that point? <laughs> we do. So, so we consider them when when they graduate from ex- uh, accelerate to signature. We consider that that they're leaving the um, nest and they're going into signature. And wow. Frank and his group yeah. takes them over, and um, that's a success for us. But when we bring them into accelerate, you know, we believe in them in the very first stages right. of their company. And we think they have something. We think they have the potential to take the company to the next level. We believe that they have the um, knowledge and and are coachable enough that they can launch this product into the market. Okay, I want to talk about that coachable. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your experience with Coachable. And what I'm really asking is, have you found that sometimes you meet some probably wonderful people, but... They're just not coachable. Absolutely, we do. We do that every day. And we really try and wade through that. And um, and those people, we try to keep a, a little bit at a distance because... <sighs> When people, when people build a product, sometimes they're very good products, but they then believe that I build this product, that's all I need to do. They don't then want to move into that realm of building a company around it. So they don't want to build their sales organization. They don't want to build their channel partnerships. They don't want to do all of the other things that are necessary to build a company when people see that just as, oh, that stuff will take care of itself and don't talk to me about that. I just want to work on the development of my product. That is what we call they aren't coachable and they are not a fit for Accelerate because when when we bring people into Accelerate, those kinds of things are exactly the things we're pushing them on. You know, where are you getting your first customers? Are you able to bring them in? Who is it? What is the profile? Why are they buying your product? Um, what problem are you solving? And we're pushing them to get close to their customer to really understand the problem they're dealing with. And there are people, there are a lot of people out there who that's not what they want to do. They want to talk about their product. They want to talk about their technology. And that's it. And those people we call not coachable. And then when you're working with these people, in your case, there's many more. You're moving people from educate to accelerate. So there's lots and lots of people. Are you able to give them that level of customer service to help them grow? Like, or do you need more coaches? Um, 
we are able right now um, we are able to take the ones that are able to move through our process, move through our curriculum. Um, we're pretty much able to take them to the point um, where they're moving from educate to accelerate. Um, we don't have a lot of extra capacity. So we really try and keep the accelerate companies at ATDC active accelerate companies. So, you know, in other words, if you come into the accelerate program and a year later, you know, you just decide, I'm not really going to do this, or I don't really want to raise money, or I'm not really making a lot of progress. We move them out. Mm-hmm. It, it's an up or out model. It's definitely an up or out model. And then what's a time frame that they're typically there? If there's a physical product, um, it's usually around three years. If it's not, it's usually around two. Mm-hmm. So you can get a pretty good feel pretty quickly. We can. Um, there may be, if there's a major pivot in there, we kind of make allowances for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we have some, you know, we have some criteria for Accelerate that um, gives us a good idea of who's going to be able to take this forward and who isn't. Now, are you able to kind of quickly um, tell if somebody is kind of leader potential or maybe they'd be a better fit as kind of the part of the team rather than running the team? We do. Um, And the assessment we make is, can we get them to signature? And can we get them to where they're selling several hundred thousand thousand dollars in revenue are these the people to get there and if they are we bring them on and we try to help them get to that point Mm -hmm. then if they're part of the signature program if they can raise money if they can um, go out and and bring people on and we can get them to the signature level then you know they're series a they're they're you know next round where they raise two million dollars they may they may have to step down as a CEO, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But if we can get them to the point to where they're having five hundred thousand dollars in revenue, seven hundred thousand dollars in revenue, and they're able to consistently do that, they're bringing customers on board, they're um, getting traction in the marketplace. Um, that that's where we're trying to get them. We don't worry so much about are they going to be the CEO that can take them to twenty million dollars. Right. That's we Frank's d- problem. That's Frank's problem. <laughs> <laughs> we just try to get, get them, them to the next level. To the next level, and then, and then the coaching becomes: Are you the right person to do mm-hmm. that? And a lot of times, that's the decision of the of the VC firm. Right. Yeah. One of the interesting things about. Um, corporations and the way that they're set up is there's a separation of ownership and management. You know, Bill Gates doesn't work at Microsoft anymore, but he still owns a ton of the company. And so when you think about this as a founder, you care about your equity and you care about the business and the company. So which seat you're sitting in becomes less and less important. And Mm -hmm. as Jenny said, what happens is that's generally driven by the board. 
And so if, if the VC comes in, generally they're going to get a seat on the board and the outside investors will end up controlling. You'll lose, when you do these rounds of financing, the founder doesn't have majority control anymore. And so it's really the board that's directing these things. So if the founder's executing and can take them to the next level, great. If they're fine. a technical co-founder, maybe they move into chief product officer or CTO. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they bring on, it happens very often that they'll bring on an outside CEO, but that's wonderful because the founder really should care about his equity and the value of the business. And if he wins in the end, it doesn't matter what chair he's in, but that ego problem can happen right. where a technical co-founder can hold back the company by not being willing to, <coughs> to bring in an outside CEO. And that's always a very delicate, uh, transition and takes a lot of, um, um, courage and placing the company above yourself. Now, what about this kind of leadership coaching at each of the stages? There's some of that happening? There definitely is leadership coaching happening happening in all of the stages. And it, it gradually happens as they add people. Um, you know, the first couple of few people you can hire, you can coach them more on a day-to-day level as you as some of our Signature companies grow by the time they leave here, they're 20 or 30 people. Now you're coaching at a different level than you are with three people. So we try to help them navigate those waters. Um, And it also goes back to our previous conversation to what you were, we were just talking about with, you know, who's the right CEO to lead this organization. All right. I want to know the Jenny Bass backstory. How did you get involved with all this? So um, uh, I am, I run the manufacturing, well, I run the accelerator program here at ATDC, but I also run the manufacturing program. So my background is manufacturing. I'm a <coughs> chemical engineer by trade, um, went to business school, um, came out. I still own a company in Alpharetta that manufactures corrugated steel pipe for the construction industry. So I um, still own that company. I have there's obviously someone who runs that on a day to day basis, um, and I um, have also prior to joining the ATDC raised some money, um, bought some manufacturing equipment out of bankruptcy, reconstituted the line, and sold that off. And when I exited that company was when ATDC recruited me to come in and start the manufacturing vertical here at ATDC. So, and then not long after they brought me on, they brought Shane Matthews on. And then we, Shane and I, um, uh, brought the um, design studio on for, which is a, a space that has equipment where companies can rapidly iterate and make prototypes. And that's what we've done. And we've made um, uh, a place for companies that make physical products here at ATDC. And so, and then not long after, a couple years after I came on, they decided to do the Accelerate program. And when I came on, they, um, it was no big deal. It was kind of an afterthought. We'll have this middle tier, won't be a big deal. And it's taken on a life of its own. Um, the coaches in ATDC love to work with our accelerate companies because they're at such a crucial point in their yeah. companies. And they are they finish their product, they're they're launching into the market, 
And it is such a fragile time. It's such a time where we can help them. We can help move the needle. And it's very rewarding for the coaches here. And so we've gotten a lot of resources, a lot of people behind the Accelerate program. And it's it's really been a good experience for a lot of people. Because you're the place right where traction is going to exactly. occur, right? This is where the rubber hits the road. It's where the rubber hits the road. It's where they they have their first indication of, is have I built something? I think I have, but have I really built something that the market is ready for and that they will pay for? And all of the things that that entails and how am I going to fulfill this? Um, you know, if I sell five today, how am I going to sell 50, you know, in two months? Mm-hmm. And that is a huge um, undertaking. I will say um, incredible all credit to Jenny and the team for Accelerate, because prior to having the Accelerate tier, think about this. ATDC had this entry level where you're an entrepreneur and you haven't started a company. Right. You or an idea on a napkin. Right. Or we had Signature where you have a team, you have revenue and you're doing it full time and you're trying to get to that million. The Grand Canyon exists between right. Educate and Signature. And to have this now, this middle tier that she referred to has been an incredible shot in the arm for her. But we have 150 companies now and it's become an incredible pipeline for Signature. And also we would turn lots and lots of people away. And now we can serve all entrepreneurs. Right. We really had a missing uh, segment. And it was... Because now you're covering the life cycle. Exactly. Now, what is the cost involved in this program? So with the Accelerate program, once you have been extended an invitation to come into the Accelerate program, it's $100 a month. Um, and you get a dedicated person. And that person, you... Um, can meet with pretty much they're accessible to you and then they also will will um, funnel you to the other staff members that we have here who have expertise in certain areas Um, and you basically get all of the resources at ATDC and it is a bargain is it a hundred per person or no just just per company Per company. And does that include office space? No. If you want to rent office space, um, you get a subsidized, you can, pending availability. Right. Um, but we we actually have a lot of office space, so the wait list is not that long right now. Um, you can rent two to three person office spaces, and that usually runs around 450 a month. Wow, that's still a great deal for yeah. Midtown. Total. Not per person. You spend that on wine, Lee. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the wait list was a bit longer, but we just renovated and built 20 new offices to help with that wait list. Right. <laughs> so now um, for you, the, the most, do you have a story you can share about a company maybe that was struggling and you were able to kind of intervene and help them? Well, I'll tell you, or? you know, we have several companies. Lean in there. We have several companies that started in the Educate program that went through Accelerate that are now signature and quest renewables is a, is a good example they started as a company with technology out of the georgia tech research institute mm-hmm. they build a racking system for solar panels not the solar panels the racking system that's important because that determines the footprint of the solar panels um 
they built that company. They started out as an educate. We brought them in the, to accelerate. They grew through the accelerate program. They ended up raising money when they raised their first major round. Um, they moved up to signature, and they've they've become um, a poster child for um, Georgia Tech. Um, technology. They've they've had an investment by the Georgia Research Alliance. They've they've come through. It's been a very successful technology. It's been very well run from the beginning. Um, we've been able to give them a lot of support around raising money, around running their business, around um, building their customer base. Um, another company that's done very well is Springboard. It's a health IT company. They came through our um, Educate program. We did a lot of customer discovery work with them. Um, they um, have a software that um, um, takes information from large employers and helps automatically upload it into um um, benefits providers, so like health insurance companies. Um, it helps um, large employers um, take that info information from the employees and, and upload it to um, health care providers. And they came through our Educate program, they came through our Accelerate program, and then they came, have come through our Signature program. And they've done really well. Now, is it uh, sad when they leave Accelerate and you're handing them off? Um, it's more of a celebration. Um, when when they move from Accelerate to Signature, it's more of a validation. It's more of a celebration. So you're high-fiving? We are. And it's kind of ceremonial that we get to introduce them. The final step in that process is that they do a presentation to the staff it's very ceremonial that we are able to introduce them when they present to the staff as this is my Accelerate. They've, you know, made so much progress. They're here to present to you for signature and it's kind of a handing off. Mm -hmm. So now um, if somebody wanted to learn more about the Accelerate program, what's the best way to do that? The best way to do that is to um, go online, read a little bit about it on our website and um, book a, um, you know, you can, you can um, book time with the Catalyst online, book time with me, book time with some of our other Catalysts, Kirk Barnes, Jackie Chu, um, Monique Mills, um, Jeff Gapson. Um, any of those and learn more about the Accelerate program. Now, Frank had mentioned that you didn't have to go through all of the levels to get to Signature. Is it the same with Accelerate? It is. It's the same with Accelerate. You can come in at the Accelerate level. Mm -hmm. Well, it has been an absolute delight visiting with both of you this morning. Please keep up the good work. Keep us informed. We want to continue to follow this story in general, but also these individual stories, right, Lee? We're going to be having an opportunity to visit with a lot of companies in both the Accelerate and the Signature programs over the coming months, right? Yeah, absolutely. We look forward to it. Well, thank you both so much for making this possible. Thanks well, for thank, having you. Us. thank you. We, are, we appreciate the opportunity.
All right, we will be back in a few, broadcasting live from ATDC Studio. Studio.